hang on a second. You're telling me the tree which fell down was because of an earthquake? Yes. Didn't didn't you have like a friend who just owned a, like a chainsaw and he'd rock up every now and then and cut it down? Yeah. We do have that. There is a dude that does that, but he didn't do it to that tree. Okay, sure he didn't. <laughs> like a tree fell down, bro. A tree <laughs> fell down. Oh my god, he's not wrong. Same, same. Seismologists pinpointed an epicenter just outside. What was your old school, Zucky? Rowlett. Oh, okay, it's not. It's Woodville Primary Corby uh, Academy. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The, the North has history. It does indeed. <laughs> the North. The North. Midlands. Oh, wait, well, the East Midlands has history. It's a shame we're not doing an episode on Corby, but I think we should probably start the episode now then. Hello and welcome to another. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Traveller with your hosts Ali, Zaki, and Zayn. This is a show all about spending three weeks away from a recording, with Zayn and Zaki still lamenting England's loss in Euro's final, and myself spending three weeks muttering it's coming home whilst cradling himself to sleep. What, what, also... Sorry, sorry, hey, sorry to cut your flow off. I'm sorry. Can it's you give it a little bit more joy? Like, that's a depressing Why would start. you be joy? It's a really depressing... I mean, our two listeners are going, where have they been for three weeks? I wanted to give them an answer. Oh, and that is your, that's your rescue, is it? Italy wow. did not deserve... Okay. <clears throat> this is a show about where your host took some time off to eat like savages during Eid celebrations. How about that? Is that better? That's better. That's much better. Yeah, we, we ate some meat during Eid. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> but this is now coming back to being a show about traveling and we will resume with venturing to Ireland. But before we get into any of all that, let's go over our usual social connects. So we are on Twitter at the LD Traveller, Facebook and Instagram at the Lockdown Traveller, and of course our lovely blog, um www.thelockdowntraveller.blogspot.com. So, my corgers, some facts please. My corgers. Irish Gaelic for friends. Ah, yeah. Right? I thought Carja isn't that, isn't the Carja this thing? Horizon Zero Horizon. Dawn. Yeah, exactly. My Carja. It's supposed to be my friends. Okay. Oh, that was nice of you. I, I actually learned how to say it, so I could like impress you guys. Just what? give me some facts, you <laughs> annoying people. Impressed. Impressed. Um, Have we you? ever been impressed by Ali? <laughs> <laughs> in different ways, mate. In different ways. <laughs> not, for, not for that. Um, fun fact. Zayn's James catchphrase here today. Fun fact. You can actually see the Northern Lights in Ireland, did you know? I was expecting more enthusiasm there, but okay. So, <laughs> you can, in around February, March and October, September time, you can see the Northern Lights in a bunch of different places like Church, Linsford Church, Modern Head, uh, which is Ireland's most northerly point. And uh, a place called the Skies Smiling in County Donegal, uh, some beach, Fanned Head Lighthouse, Shrove Lighthouse, and Dewey Beach. That's a fact, right? That's a that's a, you know that's a pretty pretty good fact. Yeah, so there you go, Northern Lights Island. I didn't think you could, but there you go. All right, well I have a good fun fact as well. Yeah, go go same go on. Let's hear your fact. All living polar bears can trace their genetic lineage back to a single female ancestor, which was a brown bear from Ireland about fifty thousand years ago. You didn't even attempt to link the fact. I'm disappointed. No, all right, well, like, I gave you Northern Lights. Northern Lights, I gave North you that. Pole, Polar Bears, Brown Bear, Ireland. There we go. Thank you. Thank Pretty you. Pretty cool. Okay. Every polar bear? Yeah, so apparently there's this thing called mitochondrial DNA, which is part of the genome that's passed down exclusively from mom to child. And if you identify that DNA, you can trace its species sort of lineage all the way through the mom all the way back to the original OG mom of the species. 
Is that how they write it? Is that how it's written in the Yeah, paper? pretty much. This is I'm just reading straight from the journal. Um but yeah, all 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 polar bears now share the same genetic material from a brown bear in Ireland that was around like fifty thousand years ago and hooked up with a polar bear at some point before the last ice age. I mean, that was pretty good. I just loved how you just gave the explanation to why um, the bear lineage can be done. That when Zucky asked you the question by putting on your exasperated science teacher voice, like, oh, well, here we go. It's a yeah, no, who did, does yeah. it. Um, okay, my fact is kind of related. So, Zame's fact was about bears. Zame is Zame. We should boycott Zame. So, wow. did you know that the term boycott actually That's comes from. Poor. Okay, well, let's boycott you as well then. Did you know the term <laughs> boycott comes from Ireland? Um, so, there's a town in Ireland called Ballinrobe um, in County Mayo, and there was a person called Charles Cunningham Boycott, and he was a land agent and was really annoying people by putting extortionate prices for the land. And people started running a campaign um, of isolation saying you shouldn't speak to him, you shouldn't go and interact with him, just ignore him completely if he comes into your shop. Um, okay. And they started printing out leaflets and putting leaflets everywhere. As the newspapers started reporting these events, um, because his name was Charles Cunningham Boycott, they just said that it's the boycott, it's the boycott, and that's where the term boycott comes from, mm. just because they didn't want to speak. That is actually a pretty interesting fact. Interesting. I am impressed. Eddie, well done. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a good fact. I don't know how useful it is when you're traveling, but, you, you know. It's still a good fact, though. <laughs> Thanks. We should probably get some good facts, though. <laughs> like travel, travel. I mean, facts. that is a good fact. That is a good fact. Um, yeah, t- t- tourism stuff. I've got a couple of bits on tourism advice just before we move on. So, travelers from outside the EU get tax-free shopping apparently in Ireland. So, if you apply for what I think is called the Horizon Card, you can apply for that before mm-hmm. you arrive, and then you can just swipe it at places around the country, and you can claim tax back on the things you buy for those. Um, yeah, and also. If you're going to sort of visit, it might be worth looking into what's called the Heritage Card, which you can get from the Office of Public Works, and that gives you like free admission to a bunch of historic sites all year round. So that's like castles, churches, gardens, farms, whatever, nice. um, year, year-round access. And I think it's about, well, it says it's free access, but it's not because you have to pay for the card. But anyway, it's like 40 euros or 35 quid or 48 euro, um, US dollars for adults, at least especially for you this segment. <laughs> Oh, please leave it. 30 euros, 25 quid, or 35 dollars for 60 plus. Uh, I think you can get a family pass as well, which is two adults and five kids max, which is about, I don't know, 80 quid or 90 euros or 100 US dollars. And children or students aged 12 to 18 have a pass for 10 euros or 8 quid or 10 US dollars only. There you go. Disgrace, disgrace. So a quarter um, of the price for 12 to 18. Okay. Um, I should probably at this stage just put a disclaimer in that because we are useless at our research and for that and that reason only, we have decided that we're going to put the Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland in one episode. So we will be flitting between two, um, but we will be calling it out quite clearly on the website, on the blog, where you can see which attractions are actually um, in, in which which country as well. So we're lazy. We're not the best at research. That is our only excuse. The lockdown travel. Where research doesn't matter. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do we actually we actually get into some places now? Then we we some... probably should, but I know I've just literally put in that disclaimer. But I'm going to jump straight in and just talk about leprechauns. Wow. Oh, the... No. What? Is... what? We agreed on our accents. I think I can talk about leprechauns. It's quite interesting. It's... Um, okay. Let's. Okay. See. How about we turn it into this? How about we turn it into this? I'm going to say something, and you're going to tell me what you think. Okay. What does leprechaun mean? This is a bad idea. This is a very bad idea. <laughs> okay, let me start. Let me start you off with leprechaun. Actually, comes from a word lucorpan, which means small body. Yeah. So, 
some so pretty 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 okay so far. And they are um, part of the fairy family, which again, fair enough. Right. But they can't fly, which kind of sucks. Yes. And then I researched into why they can't fly because that seems a bit rubbish. Leprechauns are usually are only ever male. There are no female leprechauns. You're like, okay, fine. That still doesn't explain why they can't fly. But I found in one book, which was written in 1831, believe it or not, by the names of Ireland, was that the leprechauns are actually just the deformed children of fairies and fairy families and happy families. And if there's a, um, a fairy which doesn't fly, they just say, hey, you're a leprechaun. And then like shunt it out into the forest. So they're like filch right. from Harry Potter. Yeah, there's like yeah, yeah. What? So, <laughs> like Filch is a squib, right? Like you, your magical family, you have a kid who's not, you know, magical. You're like, all right, go clean Hogwarts. Okay, so it's <laughs> right. So it's a, it's a deformed fairy, effectively. Like, it's a de- no, it's a deformed fairy child. Fairy child, um, yeah, yeah. So if they're like, hey, you have a brother now. Oh hell, they can't fly. You literally um, push him into the forest, and it's a leprechaun. So it's leprechaun is a deformed fairy. Okay, here's one. What color do leprechauns wear? Green. Green. Yeah. They no, that's wrong. So they <laughs> have started being put on as green because, you know, the Emerald Isle of Ireland being green and the shamrock and all that stuff, but the OG leprechauns were actually in um red. That's interesting. Yeah. Which I was like, well, that seems a bit strange, but yeah, it's it's over over the years they've kind of gone from this red uh, to green and it, the red was they were depicted as old men in a hat and suit of red, buckled shoes, smoking a pipe, but that's not, you know, it was always red with like a thatched colour mm-hmm. and a little yellow hat sometimes, but they've moved over to green now. And the biggest theory is because green emerald isle and all that stuff. So, hmm. yeah, that was one. Okay, another one for you before I, uh, <laughs> such a captivated audience, I love this. So, what <laughs> does a leprechaun do? What is their employ? Um, they, they give gold to people, the bankers. Oh my god, wow. Okay, just because they deal with currency. No. <laughs> They're, another term for leprechaun is Leithbrogan, uh, which means shoemaker. So they they actually mm. are shoemakers. They play a lot with lead. That sounds wrong. They they make shoes. They don't... Yeah, they do leathery So they're cobblers. Stuff. Yeah. They're cobblers, really? yeah. And back in the old days, they, you'd pay a cobbler in... I don't know why, but you'd pay them in gold coins, which is why they have a pot of gold. Hmm. And why do they hang out at, like, rainbows? Oh, that's that's just I don't know. I think that was a serial thing, but no, I could not find an origin story for that. Cause I've been a Googled serial that. thing. You know that Cookie Crunch or Captain Crunch, whatever that weird. Lucky one. Charms. Lucky Charms. I, I think it's Golden them. Nuggets. That's not a Leprechaun. I hated Golden. No, I like Golden Nuggets. Okay, so two more two more things. I just want to talk about uh, Leprechauns for you. That so all of that stuff. They're quite clever. All of that stuff. Great. We all know that. I thought Legends uh, had finished and we were going to be looking in the history, but apparently in 1989. A uh, pub landlord um, in Carlingford in the county of Louth um, was a, uh, a guy called O'Hare actually heard screams from a well and he went running over going, oh my God, what, what is that? And um, he found the clothing of a leprechaun, which he still put into his uh, pub, which is on display right now as well. So, so did he not so he save up whoever there, was screaming? Heard screaming, yeah. picked up the clothes, took them back <laughs> to his pub and that was it. That's the end of the story. Yeah, um, and they're still on display, wow. so we need to go check that out, actually. It's called PJ O'Hare's uh, Pub. And, uh, yeah, the town still has an annual leprechaun hunt, uh, where you go and find <laughs> plastic versions of the fabled creature. That sounds, like, fun, actually. That sounds very fun, yeah. It does, it sounds pretty good. You can just, like, hear screamings and then just pick up clothing. Um, 
So the last thing I just want to add was, did you know that leprechauns are actually a protected species under EU No, they're law? not. They're they just are, not, though, are they? they are, they're not. They are. Make, that's not, that's not, no. What does that they're even mean? Why? Siobhan Foy Loop Trail. There's a protected land, okay, in Ireland, where 230 leprechauns apparently live, and a local lobbyist, which contains Kevin Woods, who's a native of Carlingford, has actually managed to convince the EU that the area should be protected, and for whatever administrative purposes, it is now protected under the European Habitats Directive, so you cannot build on that land because 236 leprechauns live there. No, 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 okay, let's, no, no, you just made, no, basically you said, basically you said it's protected, and there happen to be what people think are leprechauns in there. It's not protected because of the leprechauns. And it's, it's protected, protected land. It's and you like know that. Yeah. You know no, that as you well. Can't I know you that know that. The guy found clothes that in a is... well. He heard screaming. We need That's to go just... and find these leprechauns as well. So basically your fact was just a lie. Basically, that's what you're... How is it a fact the European just... Union is not a lie? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but... Um... Yeah, but the reason for what you said... Okay, all right. <laughs> wow. Okay, is that is that your end of your leprechaun segment? This is I, I thought I'd share the leprechaun love. You've just said you want to go hunt leprechauns. <laughs> yeah, 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 with the pitchfork. So Zucky, you're not a fan of my leprechauns, then? <laughs> Why is it kind of good? No, so it's so basically you lied. Is is basically yeah? No, I'm, I'm with Zucky on this one. Yeah, you lied. You lied. So okay, speaking of one thing that doesn't exist, do you want to hear about another thing that doesn't exist? Okay. Go on. Our respect for. Do you guys, do you, (laughs) do you guys remember Puff the Magic Dragon? Do you remember Puff the Magic Dragon? Yes. Sadly, I remember that. Frolicked in the something something. Yeah. Meow. Yes. So okay. So how about Puck the Magic Goat? Or should I say King Puck instead? Who lives in Ireland? King King Puck. Puck. King Puck the Goat. I feel like that's more like a heavy guitar riff, you know what I mean? Instead of like a frolicking, it's like a do-do-do-do-do-do. I think that's what it is. But anyway, (laughs) random fun fact related to Puff the Magic Dragon, a line I never thought I'd say. Did you know actually (laughs) the Puff the Magic Dragon was banned in Hong Kong because it was thought to contain drug references? Because it's Puff. Yeah. It's psychedelic. And actually there's so many... Conspiracies about it being a drug-related song that the artists categorically state that Puff the Magic Dragon is about the hardships of growing old and not related to drug taking. I don't remember any of that context in the song. Yeah, no. same. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's like a dragon. He's got a mate, and his mate goes away, and then he hides in the cave again. Effectively, summarizing it. Okay, so that's pretty much like our past year. Yeah, effectively. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Effectively, that's what happened. But anyway, anyway. So the the town of Kilgorlin in Kerry, is home to the statue of a wild male goat with a crown adorning its head, and it stands majestically on a rock engraved with the words King Puck. And for, th- and for three days, from the 10th to the 12th of August, although it's unfortunately cancelled in 2021 because of COVID, but it will return in 2022, um, what's known as the Puck Fair takes place every year. And the main event is the crowning of a new temporary king goat. Is it a, like a live goat every year? It is a live goat. It's a live goat every year. So they start on the 10th, okay? And they capture a live goat from the hills. I don't know how they capture it or what when they you do say to capture, capture it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, I've got, it doesn't say. It's humanely captured, is all, it's, all I know. Right. It's not okay. like, yeah, it's not a shot or anything. They bring it down. Uh, it's the town square, and then it's crowned king by the queen of Puck, who's apparently, it's usually like a girl from the, t- I think it's like a primary kid, primary 
cool kid or something. Right. I was thinking, like, I wonder how they select that. I was like, is it Battle Royale? Is it like Hunger it, yeah, Games? Yeah. Like, what's the thing? But apparently, it's a written submission. Right. Yeah. Pretty sense. I don't know. But what what would you have? What questions would you have in there? Do you like goats? Trial by combat. Yes. Are you a kid? Yes. Okay. Like, why don't anyway? Kid is a if baby goat. Let us know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, but anyway, anyway, the goat gets crowned king and then gets put on top of a high stand and effectively treated like a king. So it gives food, water. Um, I don't know what else. I don't know. I'm not an expert on goat pampering. I don't know what. I don't know what they they do. Um, unlimited pound living expenses. Pet it, maybe I don't know. Probably. Or I don't know what goats like. Uh, but anyway, it's treated like a king, and then once its temporary route is over, um, they release it back into the hills from whence it came, and then it can go back to its home and, and strut around like a boss. Can you imagine, though, like, it goes back to his other goat friends, they're like, guys, you'll never believe what happens. <laughs> I picture it more being, like, rocking up like that. That's what I'm Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was thinking Jamaicai, like, king for a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, that's quite good. So, but anyway, so that's, that's like, the... the, the um, a tradition. Apparently, it's one of Ireland's oldest traditions, and it dates back to the 1600s. The actual story isn't necessarily clear. It's not really sort of well documented as to who King Puck was and why he's a goat. Um, mm. There's loads of origins. Some, some like most of which think it's some kind of pagan like ritual because it links to the Celtic festival of what's it called, the Lugnasa or something like that, mm-hmm. which it was in Ireland before Christianity came. And it has similar goats to link, like similar goats, similar links to like the goat, which is a, a symbol for fertility. I think in paganism. Yeah, we but, talked about yeah. that at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a garvel goat, was it? Yeah, yeah. Christmas. Um, but anyway, the the actual popular theory relates back to Oliver Cromwell's British army, and it's kind of an interesting story. So, when they were trying to invade Ireland, the story goes that Ollie and his mates, the raiders, they make their way across Ireland and they're trying to they're heading to kill Gorlin. And they come across a herd of these mountain goats and freak them out. They, they get they get scared. And then they, all these goats scatter. Um, the ancient manuscript actually says they were all like hauled up and legged it. So all of the goats ran back into the hills, except for this one goat who got freaked out and ran in the opposite direction and right. ended up in the town of Kilgorlin, right? Mm-hmm. Or Kilorin, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and it gets there, it's all shrewdly and knackered. And the locals look at it and they're like, hmm, something must be up because, you know, when there's yeah. a knackered goat there, something's not right. So, and, sorry, a, a knackered goat. A knackered he's tired, man. Goat. He's been running all day. Yeah, he's been running. He's been. Tra- he's freaked out by this army marching. He's lost his friends. Okay, fine, fine, fine. He's fine, running into fair. the thing. That's he's fair. tired. He gets there. And all the locals are like, oh, something's up now. So um, they had an inkling that something was wrong. So they fortified their town in preparation. And then Cromwell's army came. But they were able to defend their city and their little town and protect it and keep it. And so the day was saved. I mean, and that's then... a hell of a jump in logic. Like, here's a goat. We should <laughs> yeah, fortify yeah. the town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you never heard that saying? You see a goat, danger is near. Never seen that? I live near a goat. Exactly. The danger is you. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so the, goat, the goat saved the day and the puck fair was established in honor of this goat. That's actually a pretty I'm nice story. I'm so confused. It is a nice yeah. story, right? It's a nice story. And, and aside from the Groat King crowning little bit, there's also like festivals, parades, street performers, like face painting, music, dancing, food, horse and cattle fairs, floats, which like cover like the businesses and schools and stuff. And it's completely free as well, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I think it's something that would be cool to check out. Actually, there's a there's a link to, I'll drop a link to the Puck Fair website. And it has more details on everything. It even has a countdown clock on it. That's oh, awesome. There, yeah. Which is pretty cool. I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. That's nice of them. So yeah, check it out. 
Goat. Can you also stick a link on the Puff the Dragon as well? Because I do not remember this. You don't remember Puff the Magic Dragon? I remember a Snoop Dogg. You don't remember in the land called, was it like Honnelly or something? In the land that he lives in? Was he really fat? Like Dragonite? I don't think so. Alright, we're not starting this Dragonite nonsense again. I, I just remember he smokes weed. Okay, fine. We'll we'll I'll check that. And one more question: Did you say that it is open in 2022? Because that sounds like something which we should definitely do. It is open in 2022. Yeah, 10th to 12th Thanks. of August. It's completely free. Definitely going to do that. And just one last note: King Puck could absolutely own the sea goat, mate. He could absolutely nail it. Hey, let's hey, let's let's yeah, let's not crap. Don't mean. He could even he, he would have him. The sea goat has a tail. Yeah, and he gets sad. It can backhand that crown off the stupid puck. No, he can't. No, yeah, no way. Puck is going to destroy the seagull. Absolutely nail it. Yeah. Which part of um, the goat got knackered, by the way? I don't know. No, as in, like, it, it wasn't crippled. It was just it was tired. tired. Oh, I thought his shoe messed up or something. Right, yeah, because goats wear shoes. <laughs> or hooves, I don't know. Like, the seagull doesn't have these limitations. Up. Yeah, it has other problems with it, mate. It's, uh, okay. Okay. Um, oh, shoes. <laughs> Hey man, we both know that I like sea goats. Um, okay. Yeah, that was actually a really, really good segment. Like leprechauns and then goats. It hey, don't well, don't like, lump yeah. in leprechauns with the goat story. The goat was <laughs> the good. Ghost the leprechauns no, yes. bad. Thank you, Zayn. Fine. Um, what can I do to rectify this then? I can talk about mummies. Okay. Now go on. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I found. A, a church where you can rock up and go, "Hey, mummy," and shake hands with it, or touch it, or feel it. Because you know, you know, like you want to touch history and feel history, mm. right? You do. You do. Yeah. You do as well. You could go up and like stroke the head of a nun or a or a um, a thief or. Um... Sorry, and this is your attempt at redeeming yourself. You want to stroke okay, the okay, head okay, of okay, a okay, thief? Okay. <clears throat> yes, you can. No, but okay, why would you want to? <laughs> <laughs> but you can. Okay. I think there's Stick lots this. of stuff you can do <laughs> that you sh- necessarily shouldn't. All right, let's hear okay, the story. Okay, this. You go down some dimly lit narrow stone steps, okay? And then you go into a vault, which is sitting underneath the church, underneath uh, corrugated iron um, gates. And underneath that, there are is a secondary basement, which you go into. In in the heart of Dublin, by the way. So there's an old church, which doesn't... From the outside, it looks pretty rubbish, if I'm honest. It just looks like a church. You can't say um, that. <laughs> It, it looks, I mean, as far as churches go, it looks pretty nondescript. It does, there's nothing about okay, it. But okay. then you look at the history and then you're like, hang on, this church was actually built in 1095. Mm-hmm. And it was built to actually get rid of the Vikings who were uh, occupying the land at the time. Right. And then you see that there was a battle which kicked off there by a Viking called Wolf the Quarrelsome and uh, against other Irish forces. His name was Wolf the Quarrelsome. Like, okay. Okay, and so that happened right. as well, and then they, they rebuilt the church, and they rebuilt the pipe, and all that stuff is great, but none of that really matters, because in the crypt, they found um, mummies, which were slowly, slowly getting worse and worse um, over time, but right. um, again, nobody knows why they were there, when they were buried, and all that stuff, but there are a number of theories as to who these corpses are, and they've gone through them, and they've actually realized that there are a, a few different versions of them so hang on let me see if yeah so there is one who is called the crusader 
because he's um, quite muscular and well, not muscular, big boned, I suppose. Like he can tell that he's a warrior, so they've called him okay. the the Crusader. And then there's one who was buried with with the the cloth of the religion, so the nun. And there's one who had his hands chopped off and beheaded, um, and they're, they're calling that one the thief. And then there's this one mm-hmm. who is. They're not sure that he's got like fingers missing and he's got. He looks nasty, man. So they've just called that one unknown. <laughs> That's an insult. <clears throat> yeah, so they're like we don't we don't know who 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 it is. So these are the big four. Um, so the unknown, there's it's they all they know is that it's a woman. They don't know what else is happening there. But the the thief is missing the feet and the hand and the head and stuff as a punishment. Um, so right. what happens is that you could in theory go and uh, actually touch these things you can go up to them and go hey fella because they're the coffins which they were sitting in have actually slowly started eroding and they can you can actually go and see them now now the reason why this is quite uh, interesting is that you couldn't actually go in and uh, you know you can't desecrate a body once it's in a church so if it's in the church you have to just leave it be you can't go and like mess around with it so if Sorry. it's outside the church you're happy to desecrate <laughs> it is what you're saying that's okay is it we should just put a disclaimer in there don't don't desecrate corpses yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's a loophole in the in the things. Like, for example, if if there's a coffin, <laughs> there's a loophole in the if there's a coffin and it's slowly eroding and the body naturally falls out, then you can do whatever you want. Okay, I mean, why, why? Why? What? <laughs> just Are you why? Okay? Are you alright? Like, is no, this three guys, weeks been guys, rough? guys, you're not getting it. Look, you know, like Indiana Jones, where he's in like the library and he breaks the thing and he goes underneath and he can see the the Templars skeletons. Yeah. And then he t- picks up one of their femurs and puts like a, a cloth around it and lights it on fire to get like a torch, right? Mm-hmm. You can, yeah. I mean, you can't. I'm not saying you should do it for these ones because these ones are preserved quite well. But in theory, you could go up and say, "Hey, fella." I like not, wouldn't not, not, wouldn't like if you go and touch this corpse, not like that, but yeah. like wouldn't that damage Skeleton. the thing? Like, wouldn't it, the hand break yeah, off I was or say, something? Yeah, wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because of COVID, you can't actually go and touch the mummies. I'm getting but very conflicting of COVID, messages. Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, in 1803, what's his name? Rocked up. Bram Stoker came here, and this kind of gave him the inspiration to write Dracula. I mean, maybe not. It wasn't 1803, but he I was going to say, I didn't. Th- are you sure about that? Because in the 18 in the 1800s, he definitely visited. And he saw this mummy with his hand thrown out, took his femur off, and went, "Yes, mate, Dracula." Yeah, that's a vampire right there. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. a vampire if I've ever seen one. The I mean, some people are some, of a mummy. Some people were quite wrong though, because in 1996, teenagers broke into the vault and they actually desecrated the graves and they started playing football with the skull. That's that's too far. That's not right. Oh, yeah. thank you for clarifying that one. Yeah, mate. that's nice. It's nice that to know you have limits, limits with your desecration. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, sorry, you got to leave it intact. You can't be like, oh, I lobby it in, lobby it in, or something like volley stuff. Like, no, no, that's that's a bit too far. But. I thought it was interesting. So there's a crypt, and the church forbids you to physically go and actually exhume bodies and stuff like that because they're in the coffin and they've been preserved like that. But if the wood naturally falls away and they kind of like rock out and go, hey, what up? You can actually go and like touch it. And we don't know why the mummies are mummified or anything. Well, no, we don't. But all we know is that there are four of them, and one of them is the unknown, and one of them is the crusader, and one of them is the thief, and one of them is a nun. That's, that's all we know. So... Interesting, slightly creepy, and I suppose I should say the crypt looks quite nice as well, and there's random skulls and all that stuff. But yeah, where else are you going to find a mummy? You can be like, hey, okay, that sounds wrong. Where can you find a mummified corpse? And you go, hey, museum, museum. Egypt. Can you can you can you touch? Can you touch them? I mean, yeah, but why would but you want, why would to? You want to? Yeah, I don't understand what you're. Okay, I'm gonna go touch up 
Yeah, yeah, no, carry on, please. Yeah. Go no, 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 let's, let's, let's just move on. Yeah. No, 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 finish that sentence. No, 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 I, I kind of like my, I kind of like my job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. yeah, um, yeah, I, if you, I'll stick the link up on Maybe. the blog so you can, so for the people who are interested in feeling history. Right, um, what, what is our me? next attraction? <laughs> I just don't, I don't know what to do now. I legitimately don't know what to do. That was his, that was his redemption, Zane. That was his attempt at redemption. Wow. Like, guys, I give you history. I give you immersive history. What you've essentially said is that, hey, if you're into desecrating corpses, do I have the place for you? <laughs> Maybe That's I should have started, started, with started with that. that. You should have started with that. It's a missed opportunity. <sighs> okay. You people have no... Yes, go on. I don't know, okay? Yeah, exactly, because okay. you, when... know, you know. Because the... I'm hearing myself speak out loud, and I'm slightly worried about what I've said. Yeah, I like... know. All right, okay, all right. Let's uh, just move on, please. Let's just move on. Please. How in the yam am I supposed to link this now? Touch. Corpses. Football. Mummies. Awesome. What are you linking? Immersive. So if you want to get as far away from that as humanly <laughs> possible, and you're like, I've seen this guy, Ali's in this museum, sniffing up a corpse, and you're like, do you know what? I want to drive as far away from him as I possibly can. Maybe you could take the Atlantic Way or the Wild Atlantic Way. That was a good which transition. Is, that was a good turn. Which is, thank you, which is a 1600 mile or two and a half thousand kilometer route of pure petrol head perfection. It's one of the longest defined coastal routes in the world and it's located on the west coast of Ireland. So from, I think it's the Inishowen, in, Inishowen? In, I can't remember how you pronounce it, probably Peninsula, right up in the north. And it works its way down through a whole bunch of different locations. So I think it's like Fanned Head, uh, Donegal, Westport, um, Galway, <laughs> Dingle Peninsula, uh, the Ring of Dick, the Ring of Kerry. <laughs> Sheep's Head, and it finishes off in West Cork, down in the south. And this entire what would be road. A peninsula, sir. Didn't fully get that. Um, Dingle Peninsula. Oh, thank, Dingle thank Peninsula. Thank, thank, um, thanks for that. You're welcome. And throughout this entire road, you be, you're treated to effectively stunning scenery, amazing beaches, bays, majestic cliffs, ancient monuments which are nestled within little tiny cozy villages, um, and views of the entire islands in the Atlantic at each little turn and twist through this amazing coastline. So it looks amazing, just where you want to go. It's like one of the best driving roads, coastal driving roads in the world. So definitely check it out. Even if you're not a petrol head, um, just purely for the views and the variety that they have, it's pretty, it's pretty special. Um, that sounds, yeah, that amazing. sounds really nice. And I think there's about 15 or 16 signature points all across this, this route on the West Coast where you can stop. And then, like, there's what little little towns and villages where you can stay the night and stop off and, and do whatever you need to do. And I think I'll put a link up. The first link will have basically all the information you need, and it's got a detailed map out of each of the route, each individual spot out of the fifteen or sixteen locations, um, and some pictures for each bit. But genuinely, like, you this is the variety and the beauty of the coast. Like, I can't really do justice to. So that's that's yeah, definitely something to check out. Yeah, that sounds like a proper road trip. That sounds amazing. Proper road trip. And how long does it take to do the full thing? Depends. I don't know. If you're in the sleek, probably you could do 600 in a day. But maybe in other cars, I don't know. Hmm. Like not as long. It, it purely just depends on how long you want to spend doing each trick. Like I said, 1600 miles, so two and a half k. 1600 so. miles. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's only that was like 60, 1600. Two and a half k. Wow. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Usual question. Cars. What are you? What? What? What are we? What are we driving? I mean, I feel like this is because it's on the coast. 
and you'd have that yeah. soft like sea breeze in the sp- in spring i can imagine i kind of want to go convertible with this you know? yes I'm kind of feeling mark. convertible see with this. i was thinking like okay. a grand tour kind of car you thinking yes. i don't know i feel like a convertible i feel like no i mean changing my mind no f-type convertible that's what we go with oh that's a good choice. yeah okay that's not yeah f-type convertible what we go for. yeah let's pollute the environment why not you i'm sorry or oh, desecrating yeah desecrating okay. mommy like oh, you right, have okay, no more like, nice beautiful coaster ro- yeah okay get out mate mate i had a really good like i my tourist attraction is it's got mummies. You can't even say it, mate. That's how poor I am. Right. I have yeah, a trust fraction, right? Talk about it anyway. If you like Zucky's yes. thing, but you don't want to drive, you should check out the Waterford Greenway. Okay. Yes, it All is right. a 46-kilometer-long off-road trail, which is the longest in Ireland, and it follows right. uh, an old railway line from Waterford City, which is the oldest city in Ireland and founded by the Vikings, all the way to the coastal town of Dungarvan. And because it's based on the train route, the entire trail is like pretty level, so it's really, really easy for um, beginner cyclists or if you just want to go for a run or a walk or something. Super, super nice, very yeah. scenic, and it's regarded as one of the most scenic cycling routes in Ireland. It goes through 11 bridges, three viaducts, and a 400-meter-long tunnel. Okay, okay. Yeah, the full trail takes about four hours to do by bike, or maybe like a day on foot. Right. Uh, but that's only if you don't stop. If you just go from one end to the other non-stop, four hours. But the route is split into six different sections if you don't do it all in one go. And each section has its own host of attractions. So there's like the Vikings Triangle, Kilmeade and Castle, the Viaduct, Medieval okay. Museum. It just, it looks really, really nice. Um, it takes you through Ireland's history, culture, scenery, and very, very relaxing. Hmm. Plus, sounds pretty good. It's free. And there are a bunch of um, bike rental shops, so you can go... Start off oh, in a nice. BMX and then switch over to a mountain bike and then switch over to a road bike and then end the t- end the trail on a electric bike if you want. Ah, oh, that's pretty that's cool. pretty great. That is pretty nice. Yeah, cool. I don't, so I don't say you can do it in a day if you. Yeah, if if you don't stop at any of the attractions, you can do the entire thing in about four hours. Right. Okay. Plus, okay. if you if you get tired at any point, you can just get off the trail and take a bus back to wherever you started. Nice. Okay, pretty good driving routes then. I really, really like the exploring routes for that. Yeah, I know. It, it very, it, I mean, the pictures look amazing. Very cool. Yeah. Do you know what very I'm cool. getting? I'm getting flashbacks of, you know, when we did the Estonia uh, episode and we were like, you can just rent a bike and you can go and explore. Mm-hmm. It just, it's kind of got mm-hmm. that adventure vibe already kicking in. Like, the what you mentioned, what was it? The, the, the volcano element as well and the 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 roots. And it just, yeah, it just sounds like a really good thing to do. So you rock up in your Bentley, do Zucky's thing, and then you kind of like swap up for a bike and then go do your thing as well yeah 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 make a day we won't do your thing I'm just saying we won't we won't do your bit but yeah i wasn't gonna yeah like, i might do that before you guys wake up <laughs> that's that's even worse <laughs> how is that yeah. worse i'm not yeah you, like, imagine you you're just doing. sitting in a church and then you hear a knock at like two in the morning <laughs> and you rock up like sorry i want to get this done before i start my day he's just got like just, dust on just his rubbing, nose. rubbing my hands going oh please uh, just uh, just a quick corner <laughs> i've driven oh, 1600 yeah, miles for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Why have you come in? A, why why is there two people sitting impatiently in their supercars waiting for you? Oh, don't mind yeah. them; they'll wait. Yeah. Um, okay, so so my um, I kind of wanted to, to you know, just just mention the Giants Causeway, um, which is a huge, kind of mysterious uh, 
geological formation um, on on the northeast coast of the, of the country. Um, so for those who haven't seen it, it's it's a very weird uh, thing to try and describe. It's like think octagons, um, oct- octagonal prisms, I suppose, just erupting from the mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. ocean. Um, so it's like coastal landscapes. So we've talked about Zaki's landscapes, Lucky Zaki's landscape, the road which Zaki talked about, which had landscapes, and Zame's one as well. And this is kind of like it's secluded bays, magnificent views. It's jagged headland of neatly packed columns which point towards Scotland. Um, and you can sometimes walk along the basalt columns um, if um, the sea allows it. And um, yeah, it's it's just over one kilometer from the entrance uh, to the site as well. So it's. It's pretty big. Like I'll stick some videos um, up and some pictures mm. of people attempting stupid things um, on that. But what I like about it <clears throat> is that it's so bizarre. Like I'm just looking at the pictures now. Have you guys seen them, by the way? The Giants Causeways. Yeah, they look really interesting. Yeah. Mm. They they mess with my head. Like they don't look natural. And then m- me believing in leprechauns and Bigfoot and stuff, I was like, what actually caused this? And did you know that there was a giant who was involved in 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 developing this? Of course. Right. Okay. And it's 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 a very logical thing. So there's a guy called Finney McFinn, Finn, Fionn Mac Kernhill, but we call him Finney for short. And he was okay. a giant, and mm-hmm. he decided that he is the best of the best of the best giants on the planet. And he heard that there was a Scottish giant called Bernard. We're gonna call him Bernie. So called Bernie what? and Finney. What sorry? Ber Bernardonna. Bernardonna. There we go. So he challenged the fight. <laughs> Thank you. He, ch- he challenged a fight to the Scottish giant Bernadonna, and Finney's like, "Yeah, go. On, I'll take you. I'll take you." And he started building the causeway, the giant's causeway, across the North Channel, so that the two giants could meet. So it's literally a platform for this epic fight. Um, but then, when he goes and sees Bernadonna preparing, you know, about doing his shadow boxing and stuff, he sees that this Bernadonna guy is huge. Um, mm-hmm. So then our boy Finney goes to his wife and says, "I can't fight this guy. He's too big." So Finney's wife disguises Finney as a baby and tucks him into a cradle. How the hell do you disguise a giant as a baby? <laughs> you literally put him in a bib and stick him in a cradle. Okay, and then Bernadonna rocks up going, all right, all right, then, mate, all right, wait, let's have a fight. And then he sees the baby, air quotes, and then he goes, oh my god, if that's the child, the dad must be huge, and he runs and destroys the causeway so that Finney can't chase him down. And that's what that's why the causeways look like they are, where it looks like somebody started something and then they're broken up as you get closer to Scotland. That's a... come on, come on, Finney's a Finney's a coward. Is one... I thought you were gonna say like it was a big fight and then in the fight they destroyed you know like in God of War where he fights. Yeah, what's his name? no, no, he and put like, himself in a cradle. And it's like, and all right, mate, destroys. Um, um. Yeah, no, that, no, no. I want, yeah, I wanted to like this, but. It's come just on, it's got I mean, this is pretty it's poor deception. for you today, mate. This yeah, is pretty I'm, poor. I've given you leprechauns, I've given you mummies, and I've given you giants. Oh. Yeah, none of them are cute. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good job. Oh, yeah, such a tough crowd. Like, I, I mean, I've given you. No, everything. it's not. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not a tough crowd, mate. It's not. <laughs> What else? Could, okay. okay. What else have you got which has steps in the river? All right. Let me talk about mine. Because it is okay. actually steps and oceans and stuff. So, they, oh, okay. on the Causeway okay. Coastal Route, right, Northern Ireland, there are a bunch of cliffs known as the Gobbins Cliffs. Gobbins The cliffs. Gobbins. And the cool thing about them is that there is a five kilometer long network of, like, walkways and bridges that wrap around the, the bottom of the cliffs, just above the water. 
and that's called the Gobbins Cliff Path. Okay. Right. So this includes um, narrow platforms that hug the edge of the cliff, so you only have like a handrail to hold on to for support. They've got loads of steps that were actually carved into the cliff face itself, and then they lead into caves that were apparently used by smugglers and privateers. There are, I think, 15 different kinds of suspension bridges that connect between these cliffs, and they're pretty low, so like you can feel the splashes of the waves underneath you. And, okay. um, you know, if you're into wildlife, I guess you can check that out. There's like seals, dolphins, flora, fauna, and Northern oh. Ireland's only mainland colony of puffins. Ah, okay. okay. Which is, okay. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. cool. Uh, there's also a 22 meter long tunnel, and part of that tunnel is below sea level. So when you're walking through it, you can actually hear the waves booming and crashing against the outside, which sounds amazing. That sounds pretty pretty great, actually. That's pretty epic. So yeah. this is this is not an easy path, right? If you're old or you're going to have trouble going up and down slabs oh, when it's slippery, it's, you're not allowed to do it. Okay, it's so narrow... You're not allowed to wear a backpack or use any kind of walking aid. Right. If you have, like, health or heart problems, you can't do that either. You need to be wearing proper attire, so waterproof jackets, hiking boots. You're not allowed to go on if you're wearing trainers. And they give you a helmet as well. So okay. the whole thing takes two and a half hours to do. And as you can probably guess with all the restrictions, you can't do it by yourself. You have to do it with a guided tour. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the tour sounds really interesting because the guides know everything. They tell you about the history of smugglers. Apparently, they had witch trials in the area, so um, nice. some of the witches mm-hmm. were maybe drowned in the caves or in this particular, I don't know, Irish sea. Ali, you're really going to love this part. Twenty pounds for adults, fourteen fifty for children or it's seniors. Disgraceful. They go down the same risks. They do the same stuff. They Why take up less because, space. Oh, look, I'm a it's deformed. cheaper. They take up less space and it's You cheaper. can't double stack a child. There I've is tried. also a path that goes at the top of the cliff, which you can do for free and by yourself. And the view from there is apparently incredible because on a clear day, you should be able to see the coast of Scotland in the distance. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. Okay, that's, that's really nice. cool. Yeah, so this yeah. place looks really, really cool. And fun fact about the word gobbins, um, it comes from the root word goban, which means the tip of land or the point of land or the snout. And that's apparently where we get the word for gob for mouth. So ah, okay, ah. yeah, that's what I was when you tell people to shut your gob, that's where it comes yeah. from, which is cool. Okay. Is that your email signature is the same? Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Nice one, yeah. That's pretty good. That was actually a really well-rounded um, yeah. attraction. Yeah. God's sake. <laughs> You know it. That's the thing, Ali. You yeah, know that, it. That's the annoying that's thing. That's the like, thing. You know it. No, no, you nailed it. Had, it. Yeah, nice one, Zim. Had history. It. it had intrigue. <coughs> yeah, that was... Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose we are nearing the end of the episode, so I suppose it's, it's probably a good time to do, go through the special mentions, if you have any. Oh, God. Come on. What do you, what okay, do you got so for us? I've got, I've got the Abbey of the Black Hag. Yeah, yes. that sounds pretty good. Well, no. I thought that when I read it, and it's basically just an abbey... There's some woman did witchcraft and she got buried and she wants to play as Boohoo. There you go. That's the place there. And then the other one <laughs> is some knackered pyramid. Well, not knackered. It's a pyramid, like a tiny pyramid called Kinnity Pyramid, which is in the town of Kinnity in Offaly County. And it's a replica of the Pyramid of Giza, a tiny one. But no idea why it's there. When some you say tiny, how small to, are we talking? Like, as in you can, I don't know. Like a Toblerone? Not, <clears throat> no, no, no. Like, not that tiny. Like, it's a house size. All right, that's not too bad. So I think it's house size, yeah. So it's just some. Apparently, the story is some some dude went there, 
saw the pyramid and was like, oh, I'll have that. And then he went back and made it. So <laughs> There's a lot of like Egyptian stuff happening in Ireland with the mummies and the yeah. pyramid now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Black Hagner Pyramid, check it out. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> thanks for that. So, um, I suppose I've, just to try and up the uh, the quality of this episode. I'll oh, really? That. Oh, really? That's how we're going to play Some Black Hagen and Knackered Pyramid was your last statement, can I just say? That, that is a your fair point. Your entire episode. Your entire episode is... Okay. It's based on myths and legends and conservation of endangered species. So, Trinity College is all I'm going to say. There's a huge yeah. library in Trinity College, and it's. I have a strong suspicion most of our, whenever we talk about research in the library, the books and the library and the shelves and all that stuff, in any movies, it's there. So Harry Potter, it's there. Go check it out. You can have a tour in a Trinity College's libraries and stuff, and it just looks beautiful. That's all I was going to say. All right. I have a few things I want to quickly mention. Uh, a lot of movies were filmed in Ireland, including Harry Potter 6, that cave where the Horcrux is, that was in Ireland. Uh, Italian Job, Star Wars, Saving Private Ryan, Princess Bride. But what surprised me the most is that Braveheart was filmed in Ireland as well. Hmm. The like the most iconic location was Trim Castle, um, Battle of Independence, all that stuff. That was in Ireland. And fun facts, like many of the extras were actually members of the Irish Army Reserve. Really? Which was uh, weird that they didn't do that in Scotland. That is... Yeah. Yeah, that's very strange. But... Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Um, two other things. Connecting to Adi's Trinity College, there's also Marsh's Library, which is the oldest public library in Ireland. And aside from all the, you know, history and manuscripts and all that, the main reason I want to visit is that they have an exhibition where they showed what um, Bram Stoker was reading before he wrote Dracula. Oh, okay. Which okay, is okay. kind of oh, interesting. Okay. Um, but the main reason I wanted to visit is because it has cages for people who want to read rare books, just to make sure nobody steals anything. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, That's that pretty cool. Brilliant. Yeah. Nice. There's also this amazing thing called the Jealous Wall, which is another attraction. Okay. And it's located in the Belvedere House and Gardens. It's. Do you guys know what a sham ruin or a gothic folly is? Um, I can guess, but I don't think Gani might as yeah, well tell us. Same, it's basically same. a building that was designed for no other purpose than for decoration or pleasure. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, an actual yeah. building building. So this is a wall that was made in the year 1760 by a dude called Robert Rockford. And the only reason he built it was to block the view of his brother George's house, because apparently George had a better looking house, and this guy didn't like it. Okay. It, yeah. So he just built a wall, made the wall look <laughs> decent, and now nobody can see George's house. Nobody can I mean, see it. that's pretty awesome. That's pretty petty, <laughs> okay. and yeah, I like it. Pretty petty, but yeah, I was going to say... Uh... <laughs> pretty petty, okay. but I like it. The yeah. lockdown trap. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> Yeah, we are actually now at the end of the episode. Um, so a huge thank you to our, all our listeners and also a huge thank you to all our listeners who were waiting on tenterhooks for this ep next episode whilst we had a three-week... Thank you to both of our listeners. To our two listeners, thank you. M please make sure to subscribe so you know when our next episode lands on your podcast app thing. Um, so, gentlemen, it's a team effort. We all provide equal contribution. We get there in the end, and I'll see you at the next one. Only you'll see us. So we won't see we'll you. We'll oh, see, see you Let's one. see how. You know this is <laughs> just purely audio, right? We don't see each other at all. <laughs> oh my god, just kill the episode, man. <laughs>